All right. Uh, my name is Aaron Rhodes, and you're listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast, we're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at Seventh Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 and Truth in Kansas City, Missouri. Today on the show, we have Daniel Gum. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Awesome. So you and me, we we go back <laughs> um, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, California Trail Middle mm-hmm. School, away the East High School. Yeah. Uh, go Bulldogs. Go Hawks. <laughs> Um, so loyal. School, school pride. Got school it. Pride. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, I don't know, like, we haven't always been, like, close friends per se, right. but, like, we've, you know, I feel like connected at various times through yep. music and um, just, like, mutual friends and other stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we can kind of just start with, like, what, like, okay, so you're, your little Spotify bio says you've been making music since you were 12. Yeah. You've been, yeah. Uh, and, and it says like you, you, you've been self-recording a lot too. Like, yeah. did, did you start recording yourself when you were like yeah. 12, 13? Yeah. My, my dad probably got like a, I think we got like a Mac mini when I was probably like nine or 10. Mm. And there's like, there's embarrassing stuff like from then where I would just like, there was all those loops. And so I just put that in. I didn't play any instruments yet. Mm. And so I just like, put in those loops and then just like auto-tune sing like just whatever like over it just like makeup stuff and like I could just go for like 15 minutes and just like make up anything and freestyling yeah so that was the beginning of it and then like I just saw I just found this old like family video of my like um like 10th birthday and I got my like first guitar yeah I saw that yeah the other day that was funny it was on your Instagram (laughs) yeah I was obviously very psyched about it. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, yeah, I just played, and I, I wrote my first song in, like, sixth grade, and it was, like, a breakup song, and it was, it was pretty funny. It was called In Love All Over Again. Ooh. Yeah, my, my sixth grade teacher, well, you didn't go to my school, but a sixth grade teacher, we had to, like, we had to, like, um, try out for the talent show. Mm. And so I played her that song, and she had, like, the lyric sheet, and it's, like, she was laughing while I was playing, and I'm, like, Aww. burying my soul, <laughs> and she's laughing, and I'm, like, I, don't, I was like, in the moment, I was, like, I don't get this, but, like, looking back, like, I can't imagine seeing a sixth grader, like, hand you a song called In Love all over again, <laughs> and the first line's, like, in my room with one light on, like, making a playlist Aww. of breakup songs, <laughs> and so that's where it all began. That, that teacher should not be in charge of a right. talent show. That's seriously very disheartening. Yeah, <laughs> so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much where it started. Mm. Yeah, and you you play guitar, bass, and piano. Yeah, do you, do you play any other instruments? Yeah, I play drums. I'm not very good, but I like I played drums on that album I made in high school. Mm. And so, but, but have you you've been doing guitar the longest? Is that like kind of yeah yeah guitars where it started, and then I started piano like a couple years after that. Mm. Um, yeah, is is guitar usually kind of like where you start when you end up? writing new songs and stuff yeah like right now i'm like i i found elliot smith for myself like my freshman year of college um and i was like it hit me at like the perfect time because i just had a bunch of like stuff go down and like was just like i felt pretty like alone and disconnected and i still remember i was like driving back to ku um after winter break and like listening to either or and just being like okay like feeling like so connected to somebody they've never like known um and so that really like 
stoked a fire to write more like that and to focus more on like connection than like, I don't know, like preaching or like making stuff that's like prescriptive. Um, so that's where I started. And now when I like, now when I write stuff, it's always just like, I, I like sit down with like, like my notepad and like a guitar and just mess around for a few hours, mm-hmm. see if anything happens. Oh, yeah. So what, what were some of like the like earlier, like influences of yours? Like who, mm. what, what made you want to like ask for a guitar and like start, you know, goofing around on your own and yeah. writing music? I think the earliest stuff, it's kind of like, so I'm the youngest of four boys. Um, my dad, my dad has like, the joke in our family is that we didn't know about any other music except for Beatles and like U2 growing <laughs> up. Like that's all that was on. So my dad's like a huge Beatles fan. Always like had the guitar around the house. Like, so there's always a guitar around and there's like pictures of me like when I was like two or three, just kind of like, it was just fun to like strum around. Um, but a big influence was my older brother, Brian, who, like, got really into, like, in junior high, was super into guitar and, like, just looked so cool to me. <laughs> and so it started there where it was just, like, I want like, to be that person who has a guitar. But once I started writing, yeah, once I started writing, it totally took a turn where it was like, okay, this is, like, something I need. Like, I need to be doing this <laughs> for myself. And so, Yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, oh, yeah, and I think kind of shortly after I met you, you were writing songs with Mark under mm-hmm. the name Peaceable Alaska. Yeah. And those are your yeah. your little duo songs you had, and they were kind of yeah. like acoustic, kind of indie pop stuff. Yeah. And, uh, like, is, is there, like, a ukulele on, like, some of those songs or something like there that? There probably is. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't put it past <laughs> us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, what? When did you first like get to know Mark and like? Because you know you guys yeah. were in Pillow uh, yeah. most recently too, and so yeah, that's incredible. Mark and I have known each other like. There's a picture of our moms like fully pregnant, like touching bellies, <laughs> like, and that's me and Mark. <laughs> and so I've known Mark my whole life. Our dads grew up next door to each other. Um, and so there's, like, old, like, Super 8 videos of, like, them, like, wrestling in the front yard. And so I've known him forever. Um, and so we were just always, like, buddies. And then once we got into music stuff is when we really, like, became really good friends. And, it yeah, it turns out I was... <laughs> at that point, we started doing Peaceful Alaska stuff, but then I started kind of, like, whatever need for, like, control or, like, needed to be my own thing, whatever, like, pride was in there kind of like led it to being my own thing but so that's what that's actually what made us so good about getting into pillow mm. was we finally got to like be in a band together and since I was like just the bassist I get to just like <laughs> go along for the ride mm. and so yeah but we've known each other forever and yeah or what were like some some of the first like artists and stuff that you guys were like kind of into together like mm. when you were like first yeah. figuring out music that you were into. At that age, I was all over the place. I'm trying to think of like direct influences. Man, I can't even think. It was a mess at that point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think something that was like that caught on. Like, I remember hearing "Chicago" by Sufjan, 
And that was like, that was the first time I heard a song that was like, oh my God, like, what is that? Like, mm. that's freaking incredible. And so I think that really stoked it. But as far as what was influencing me then, I don't know. I listened to, I listened to kind of like some emo-y, like influenced, like Christian music. Like mm. probably, probably like, oh shoot, what's that band? It's a super popular, like pop punk Christian band. MXPX? Oh, no, it's like, it's... Um, Reliant K. Reliant K, there yeah. <laughs> Listen to a lot of Reliant K. That was probably in there. Mark really liked... <laughs> this is probably... He, we both were like, like switch foot at that point in time. And so, like, nothing like... Nothing crazy, but <laughs> that was a, was influencing us at oh, the time. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. gotta start somewhere. <laughs> gotta start somewhere, for real. You um, know what you know. Oh, yeah, so once... You were, I think it was like right after we graduated high school, you mm-hmm. put out your album Reorient mm-hmm. and you said you recorded all the instruments on that. You did drums yeah. and guitar and everything. Yeah. Um, and th- a lot of that is like kind of religious mm-hmm. uh, in nature. Yeah. Like what, what were some of like the themes and like ideas you had when you were working on that? Yeah. That, so the whole thing, like the reason it's called Reorient is kind of like, like, the newest EP, Moon, is like, it's pretty sad, <laughs> as you said when you texted me. <laughs> it's like, that's the stuff I've, I feel like I've been, like, ever since sixth grade when I wrote that freaking breakup song. It's like, just like a feeling of, like, loneliness and disconnection. And so that's something on that record was like, that's where I was starting from is all these feelings. Um, but at that point in time, I had a really cool group of people at this church I was going to and a really, like, cool leader there who was, like, I don't know, it just changed my life. And it was, like, so that whole that whole album's about, like, this kind of, like, transformation of, like, loneliness and disconnection to, like, um, peace and connection, you know? And so that was most of that. But I think, yeah, I think what has... I've, kind of moved away from that because I think it ended up being like too too prescriptive where I was like I'm coming to the conclusions for like anyone who listens to it mm. um and kind of realizing how much more powerful it is just to like I don't know write a line or like create a story that like so connects with you or so like resonates with someone like mm. so perfectly that means I don't know. It means so much just to be able to feel like heard and seen. And so I think I think I started there where I needed to I needed to explain my whole movement, but now I think I like it a little bit more um a little bit more veiled and a little bit more like other people have to make their own conclusions, which is what I like about whatever artist I listen to now. So, mm. yeah. Oh yeah, and there is like throughout all of your music i think there is a lot of like kind of reflection and like just kind of being honest with you know the songs you write but i think yeah, yeah the way that you kind of like the conclusions you come to through it have kind of changed yeah. in the way you approach like what you want to get across is right. probably a little different at this point yeah you know as as it kind of should be uh, like several years yeah. later on so yeah it's, it's nice. a little bit of difference from like 16 to 22 <laughs> a, little, a little bit you yeah know. A few things change. A few things change. Um, but yeah, um, earlier this year, mm-hmm. um, you were in a band called Pillow. Yeah. 
and you you guys released an album called uh, Drug You Along. Mm-hmm. Or it, yeah, yeah, Drug You Along. And um, I really love that album. That, like... And, no, and you, like... So you, you guys did play a last show several yeah. months ago. Yeah. And you, you had played, like, maybe, like, ten shows five. total? Five shows. Five shows, yeah. Okay. And I was, I was honored that the first Kansas City show yeah. could happen at my house because you guys played Chicago for your first yeah. show. Yeah. With uh, Half Noise, mm-hmm. which is a member of Paramore's yeah. new band. Yeah, the leader of Half Noise, I think, is, like, the founder of was like one of the co-founders of Paramore. Yeah. Is it like the one drummer, of the, the Pharaoh guys, or is it yeah, someone else? Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm, I don't, so I'm not big names. on Paramore. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they're great, but yeah. <laughs> not my personal big thing. Yeah. But no, how how did that first uh, Chicago show happen? That was so cool. Like, once we had the like, so all five of us is like Mark, Ben, Josiah, and Carlos, and then me. Like once. Because for a long time, it was Carlos, Ben, and Mark, and they were just jamming. And then at Mark's wedding, Carlos and Mark like came up to me and like, hey, like want to drum in our band? And so I ended up drumming, and then Carlos and I switched, and then we brought Josiah in. But so by that point, like once I was playing bass, and once Josiah came in, like it just like, it felt so good. Like it just like everything kind of like clicked into place. And then we all just got along really well. And so it's like, we drove like 16 hours round trip to play a 20 minute set. Um, but it was, it was so freaking cool. So we just got to hang out. We spent like the whole weekend in Chicago. Um, and then we played on this like, like really cool strip and there was like half noise is pretty big in Chicago. And so there was like a line out the door. And so it was just like, I don't know, it was just like a ridiculous first show and like so much fun just because you like, you're in a new city and like, I don't know. It was just great. Yeah. That whole thing was really cool. Mm -hmm. Like a really good, like bonding thing for all of us mm. yeah. you get home to a grand welcome and you play my basement yeah. for about 30 or so people very fun yeah. dude no that show was awesome <laughs> yeah yeah no, i'm glad you yeah you guys were into it yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah, it was with pink thing and unforgiven five yeah. cool little gig and knowing you guys had the the all white <laughs> yeah. get ups going on yeah. I, I appreciate a band that can you know that can get into their yeah. their visual look like that especially yeah. as like I don't know. Like it didn't feel gimmicky. It felt like just more like it did just kind of line up with uh, right. what you guys were doing sonically. I think. Yeah. So especially being named Pillow too. Yeah. yeah. No, there's yeah, and like yeah, there yeah. are like a few songs on the album that kind of nodded to that yeah. to the name and yeah. like and it is kind of like so many a lot of the songs are kind of like tranquil and yeah, while still. Like it's it's it's, yeah. it's tranquil but not boring, you know. So right. That's that's yeah. what you gotta aim for. Yeah, it's kind of cool with like, with like fuzz on like everything on like guitars and like distorted bass. Like what like what distortion does it like totally flattens out the signal, so you don't have all these up and downs. Like so I don't know like my bloody Valentine stuff. It's like feels really intense, but it also feels like totally calming because there's like so little dynamic change, mm-hmm. and so. It's it's kind of a funny spot when you get like that distorted. It's kind of almost like like feels good, like level plane. So got I got uh, engineer Daniel here explaining me the. Uh, <laughs> no, I like this though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So what I did want to ask too was like there are these very kind of concrete as like sonic aesthetics that you guys kind of stuck to on mm-hmm. the album. Like I would have to guess that like 
it was discussed a lot before you guys yeah. did like write anything yeah. or like while you were writing like yeah. it would probably go like five different directions right yeah carlos carlos was like the main drive of all that like he was like he has such he has such a vision for everything and has like a thousand ideas for every song and he like he's just like the stuff he believes in is so intense about so what like came out was like felt pretty cohesive to us even though the songs are somewhat different but like he knew what he wanted um he knew what he wanted us to like be like you know that's why we were in all white it's just like that's what he saw so we're like okay mm-hmm. we're doing that so yeah oh yeah and so the, and there were kind of like the the new wave and like simultaneously like these post-punk elements to yeah. it too like a, like your your baseline on fuzzy is like a really yeah. cool nod to like kind of the like seventies, eighties, post punk yeah. stuff. While, yeah. like, no, I think uh, I was looking back at all of like the web stuff I could find on you guys, and I watched um, Sid from Too Much Rock's yeah. video, and like in his little description, he was like, "Yeah, it's like the the dangerous kind of atmosphere of post punk with these really kind of fun new wave pop yeah. like sense or songwriting styles." Yeah. So I think that summed it up really well, yeah. and to have a, a, like such a cohesive visual look to it too is like, you know, it's kind of a full package, like yeah. very early on in a band's yeah. uh, run is kind of cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Um, so what else did I have here? Yeah, so um, you were were just telling me before we were recording Mm -hmm. that the band may not be over forever, as we may have thought. Because you guys, what was what was the the last show you guys played? You you like yeah, you were you were together like less than a year, right? Um, the band the band um, it's like from where it started to when it ended was about two years. Mm -hmm. I was in it for a little over a year. Josiah, like, he was only in it, like, only got to be a part of it for, like, four months, Mm. which kind of (laughs) sucked, but, yeah, so it was basically just ended up being kind of, like, a two-year stand, like, a one-year of kind of, like, working towards that album, Um, but, yeah, that last show was really cool, it was at the Maston Presents house, Um, and we actually have video of that show that I hope we, like, put online soon, I think Carlos has it, but we should have video of the whole show, Mm. so I hope we get to put that out, because that show was super fun. Oh, yeah, and you had, like, one or two Rhino shows while... We just had one, yeah. 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 That was pretty sweet, too. Mm. Yeah. And, no, yeah, so you were telling me that you you still had, like, a big, like, an album's worth of songs when you guys decided yeah. you were going to be done, and that was just because, like, everyone dealing with, like, family stuff yeah. and getting busy and everything. Yeah. But, so you told me you are working on... A, another album to release even if like the band doesn't get super active again right yeah that's the plan that's the plan yeah and you uh you engineered the first album Mm -hmm. and you'll you'll be working on this one too yeah yeah nice is is that like some of like aside from your own um your solo music is that like the first like engineering that you've done personally yeah that was like that was the first like real thing i did for like a different like someone else's stuff Mm. like that was the first time and like and taking it really seriously like this is gonna be released and so and that was like that was perfect because I didn't know if I'd be like any good at it 
And so I kind of got the, to, like, test it out with my own band. And so you have that kind of rapport. So if it goes poorly, then you're, like, at least, like, not screwing someone over. And was there also, like, a lot of discussion, like, a, like kind of in the way that you wrote the songs, like, the, was there that same kind of intense discussion about how, like, the record should sound yeah. while you're recording? It wasn't, like, by the time we got in the studio, we had kind of, like, worked through a lot of that. Um, but it was definitely, like, it felt like there was a lot of urgency to get it out, but there was, at the same time, as like, we weren't going to release stuff if it was still, like, bothering us. And so there was definitely, like, stuff we wanted to nail down. Like, I remember, like, the bass line on Fuzzy, like you mentioned, that took, like, a few passes through to be, like, okay, now it's, that's good. So, so... Was it a pretty, like, extended process then while you were, like, working on recording and everything then? It wasn't too, ex- like, well, okay, so the incredible thing is, like, when we started, we started, like, on a Monday night, like, people had work, and so everyone came over to my house, and we're like, okay, we're going to start on drums tonight. So I took an hour to set drums, and I'm like, I live in my parents' basement, and so I'm like, okay, we got till 10 to, like, work on this. And so we, like, set up drums for an hour, and then we had, like, four hours, like, six to ten to, like, track drums. And Carlos freaking, like, Carlos drummed on the album, and he freaking knocked out all eight songs in those four hours. And so, man, I don't even know where this question was. Was it, like, a lengthy process? Oh, right. Doing all the recording? So, everyone, like, we had, like, practiced so much that once we got, like, recording it, it was pretty much we knocked everything out. I did the bass stuff and, like, whatever vocal stuff I did, like, just by myself. And um, probably the longest process was just mixing it and making sure everything, like, felt really good. But, yeah, it wasn't too long of a process. I think everyone was just, like, working with, like, constricted schedules, but it didn't feel like it was drawn out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what what did Carlos kind of, like, tell you guys? Like, what, when, like, he kind of, like, was pitching, like, the band to you guys or, like, was telling you about how he wanted everything mm-hmm. to sound? Like, what were those talks kind of like? Um, hmm. Specific, like, so the whole band started because he was like, I want to make, like, I want to start, like, a shoegaze band. Mm-hmm. And so he had drum, and he, like, like just the totally, like, like, fuzzed out, like, pretty, like, heavily affected guitars was, like, a big part of it. And even, like, mixing, he wanted, like, vocals quieter and even, like, drum, like, guitars up pretty high. Um, yeah, and, like... Stuff that was so cool about that band is that was the third band he's like been in, and so he he's has some wisdom as far as like he's like I don't I don't want to be a band where like everyone has to play all the time. He's like I want to be a band that's like totally committed to the song, and um, I think I think that's what made Pillow so special for me because it was like everyone was like we want this thing to work like we like I don't need like no one needed to like get their solo in like which feels so good to be like part of a band and be like so committed so that was like a lot of what those talks were about was just kind of like um knowing what we wanted to do and like make it all about the music and not people's egos no yeah i even i even like wrote in my notes here while i was like getting ready i was like this band is like the opposite of like four four or five guys getting together and being like Let's jam. Let's yeah. have let's have let's just jam and have yeah. fun, dude. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll write songs. It'll be cool. Like, totally. Yeah. Like there's a there's a mission and a um, a goal and something yeah. like a, a style you really want to achieve and yeah. kind of perfect. So yeah, 
Yeah, it's cool. Like, especially, like, the drums on that whole album. Like, there's songs where the drums are just, like, like, the whole time. Yeah. And it's, like, that's just, like, it's not, like, super fun to play. It's fun when you, like, get in a good groove. But it's, like, it's only great because it makes the song great, you know? Did that lead to you getting, like, getting bored, like, at all when you were playing? Like, when we were playing, like, live? Yeah. Um, not really. No. Like, my bass stuff was pretty fun. When I was, like, I'm not, like, a strong enough drummer to, like, hold stuff down. So when I practiced, that was definitely an issue. Um, but, like, playing live, it was, it's a whole, like, commit to the song thing. It was just, mm-hmm. like, when we're all locked in, it feels good. Like, even, like, even if I'm playing, like, the same bass line over and over, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And especially playing bass, like, all I'm trying to do is, like, get right in with, like, the drums. Because I know that just, like... That's the best feeling. Mm. So, yeah, so it's pretty much the same. You only thing. did five shows, though, so maybe maybe you'll end up getting bored uh, eventually. Yeah, you know? yeah, maybe you'll get bored. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, we went but, on tour or something. Yeah, are, is this new group of songs that you guys have for uh, the next recording, is that is it really, like, different at all from the the first set you had, or were they kind of worked on at the same time? There's, um, there, yeah, there's a lot of overlap. There's... The new stuff is is a little bit more like spread out. Um, there's some songs where we kind of went like really dry, trying to like channel some like stroke stuff, and um, and then there's there's stuff that we're going like pretty experimental on. Like that whole first EP was like every song was like let's speed up as fast as we can go, <laughs> and then let's like cut it shorter than it should be. And so I think on this one we're gonna try to like be a little bit more experimental and kind of like indulge ourselves more with like long instrumental stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's probably part of the new direction. I can't really tell you. It's all up to Carlos really. Gotcha. <laughs> is, are there any other like concrete plans for the band or the album or anything? Not or, really. Yeah. It's, it's still like, we know we want to do it, but it's still a little bit up in the air. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, since uh, Pillow has kind of gone on hiatus, you you've been working on more solo stuff. You mentioned yeah. you have your new EP called Moon coming yeah. out this this Friday. Yeah, yeah, this Friday the seventh. Cool, and yeah. yeah, that's that's a three song EP. Yeah, and short and sweet. Short and sweet. <laughs> and no, yeah, like unless I like missed like some kind of reference on it, like you you were kind of saying it is like a more kind of secular. Yeah. Like at least lyrically, yeah. I'm not um, talking about God. Release so. for you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so was was that kind of like a conscious decision you made? Because like y- y- yeah. your your EP last year, I'm not dead. That had like a couple like kind of more subtle references. So it's yeah. You you kind of have like been evolving to this point, right? Yeah, I think it's not so much like a decision, but just like it just feels like a change of taste. Like what I what I think is worth writing about, you know, mm. like whatever, like, relationship I have with God is still going to, like, affect everything I do, but it doesn't, there's no, like, there's no agenda anymore, you know? Mm. So I think that feels good and freeing. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like one of those, like, show, don't tell things. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, totally. You said it better than I could have. (laughs) But, um... No, yeah, and like I, like like I was saying earlier, your your songs always have been like very honest. But I think your talent for like imagery in your lyrics and stuff like has grown, and I think that's what makes 
this EP, my favorite like solo work of yours so far is because it does combine that honesty that's always been there, but your lyrics have like kind of, you know, just evolved to the point where like it is like everything that needs to be there and like mm. nothing extra while providing like that imagery you need. Like I think you've learned kind of early like less is more yeah. at this point because these songs are like kind of acoustic yeah based mostly right right mm. yeah yeah this thing especially is like super stripped down it's like acoustic guitars accordion a little bit of piano and like tons of background vocals yeah but yeah yeah less is more that's totally the way i'm going right now <laughs> feels good oh yeah and even like on yeah on your last ep there were like those kind of electronic drums and like kind of flourishes on yeah some of that stuff what so you think it is just mostly a reflection of like what you're like music that you really like at this point yeah I think it's like it's it feels it like that old EP was almost like all the instrumental stuff on that was like me messing around in my dorm room like which is fun Mm -hmm. like it's fun to just like be jamming and like mess around with like sounds and like putting it all together um but this time around I'm like I feel really committed to like I really hope I can write a song that I could play on acoustic guitar and sing and people like wouldn't get bored and so which is hard to do (laughs) and so it's been like it's been way more work than I've ever put into anything um but it's way more rewarding and it's a good challenge like it doesn't make me bored either so Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have uh, plans to, like, it'll be on, like, all the streaming services and mm-hmm. everything? But yeah. Do you have plans for, like, a physical release or, like, are you doing, like, release shows or anything? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to put together a house show. Nothing on the books yet. But, um, but, yeah, nothing. I'm not doing anything physical for this thing because it's, like, it's, it's literally eight and a half minutes long. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to, like give people CDs so they can listen to it three times like on their way to work yeah. um, and especially because I'm, I'm planning on starting on a full length in January and so hopefully I'll have like like a 40 minute thing by the end of next year mm. so that's the goal what what have you like um, I don't know like what, what thoughts do you have going into that already like yeah like how have you kind of uh, how do you, how do you view like the EP now that it's done and ready to be released and everything? And like, how do you view it in like the context of like where you want to go with things? Right. I think um, the main goal for that EP was like I wanted something. I wanted to show people what I was working on right now because I I played a house show, and after the show, the, like the the people who played last, they're like, hey, like where can we like find your music? All the songs I played were like new songs. And like, where can we find it? I was like, oh, like, I was like, I have a couple things like up. I'm not really proud of them. Like, like I don't, I don't hate them, but it's just like, I think that's everyone just gets excited about like what they're doing right now. But I basically, I want to start pushing my stuff more. Like I'm working on it full time, and so I was like, I want to put something out there that's, um, uh, that's more like current what I'm doing and something to show people like. It's kind of like a little taster. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was what that um, EP is. And that's that's also the reason why I just did it, like, so acoustic and, like, stripped down. Because I think for a full-length, 
full length. I've been like really inspired by either or by Elliot Smith and like even Harvest um, by Neil Young and some other like early 70s recordings where it's like, I don't know, it's rock and like it's rock and roll, but it's not like super intense. And it's just like, especially like drums and bass are just kind of like holding things down. And it's really all about like the songs like shine through and see how simple I can get and make something interesting and worth listening to. And so I think that's the goal for the next LP. No, yeah, there's, I think there's something to be said about like focusing in on writing like a a great song, like just on its own first. And then, you know, down the line, like you're playing it live and you add all of these extra instruments and elements and you kind of let it evolve and stuff. But like, I think a lot of people get kind of caught up like making a great, like this amazing, like giant recording first. And like the, the art of the the songwriting itself can kind of get lost in there probably. I think, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it totally gets lost. Like whether it's like overproduction or just like not enough revising, Mm. which is, yeah. Revising is, painful (laughs) how how long did you work like recording and revising and writing like the songs on the cp how long did i work on it Mm. um so that the first song like andrew that song was when i started like really working on my solo stuff um that song came pretty like early on is that your phone no that's that's my computer i don't know why it's doing (laughs) that okay (laughs) Um, <laughs> but so that song came pretty early on, um, and the other two songs were just like a couple more, but like actually recording it, I got to record with Mike Crawford. Um, he has a little studio at like, uh, Jake as well in Midtown. Um, and so I would just come in on Mondays and probably for two months, I'd come in on Monday, work for like six hours. Um, and then that was all the recording. And I, I probably spent like I probably spent like 60 hours mixing it as like, I just like couldn't stop revising stuff. So I mixed, I mixed it a lot. And so in, in total, it was probably like, probably like 80 hours working on it. Um, but it was sweet. Like every time I got to the, like, I'm used to like, when I record myself, like I like have to like run to a room, like press record, run to another room, like sit down, like get my guitar in the right spot, like put the headphones on. And I'm like, okay. And then like clicks coming in and then like <laughs> hit the wrong chord immediately. And so you have to like take the headphones off, put the guitar yeah, down. Having an in- engineer can kind of, Oh my gosh. Rain that stuff in and yeah. make it go a little quicker. Yeah. And like, I would just settle for like crappy parts because I was like so annoyed. And, um, and so like just came to sit in there and he has all this nice gear that I get to run it through. I was like, I was telling him like really early on, we were just recording guitar. I was like, I feel like I've I made it, you know, <laughs> like just getting to like, because I've recorded myself forever. And it was just so cool to have someone who's giving me like immediate feedback and like, hey, you need to do that again. And like, I don't know, I just really was able to like engage and like do something I, was, I felt more proud of than anything I've done. Hmm. And so. Oh, yeah, and you say uh, Mike is like involved with Jacob's Well also? Yeah, yeah, he's the, he's the worship pastor there and he's like made few um a few records that are pretty sweet they're like super different for any like when you think about like christian music or like christian songs they're actually good (laughs) they're not like crappy are are you involved in any way with the music they do there or is it or do you just like attend and 
like do your own thing? I yeah, I started when I I got there like sophomore year of high school, and the best thing about Jake as well is like they, I I think they have the best music like of any church you'll go to. Like everyone is up there. There's like a group of like forty to fifty musicians, and so it just like cycles around. So every week it's different. Everyone has their own taste, and like it's never it's never boring. No song is ever played like the same way twice. Um, and so it's a really cool environment to just like, it's not like shameful to like really try to make something cool and special and it's more encouraged. Um, but yeah, so I started, I started leading there, um, and I've played bass and like played piano. Um, and it's cool. It's just cool to like get to play with a bunch of people you'd never play with. And especially like when I lead songs, like the like the songwriter part of me that really loves like arranging stuff and like how like how is everything gonna work together really well has been cool just to like I don't know for songs I don't like as much when I hear them and I'm like gonna go play them I can like kind of mess around with them and like make them my own um and also I can play like Sufjan songs there (laughs) so that makes it a whole lot better yeah can can people just show up on most Sundays and see you playing there or yeah I Probably not most Sundays, but I probably play at least once a month. Mm. So yeah, I'm around. Nice. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. No, and you also uh, rec- helped uh, record uh, Chloe Jacobson's yeah. new album. Yeah. Were Were you like the main like engineer on that, or um, what, what it was kind of like half and half? Mm. I probably did. I probably did four of the songs on there, and did a lot of the mixing and kind of. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like I got to just kind of be a part of, like, Chloe, like, working it out and, like, making it what she really wanted. Um, and I kind of did the final mixing and got everything, like, sequenced. And I actually ran it through, like, a four-track cassette recorder. And so that kind of has all those cool, like, artifacts um, that make it sound, like, really warm and, like, distorted. But it, it came out cool. I had a lot of fun working on it. How did you first uh, meet Chloe and everything? Yeah, I actually met Chloe. Um, so Ben, who was in Pillow, he um, introduced me to her and was like, "Hey, she's looking for someone to like work on this album with." And I was like, "Okay." And I looked her. I looked her up on Spotify, and she had that song, National News. I was like, "Okay, yeah, I want to work with her because that song, yeah, that song's incredible." And so that's how we got connected. And it was really funny. Like, the like, it's funny. I recorded like my parents' house, and so it's always a little bit awkward. And I'm like, "Hey." Like, my parents are upstairs, like, making dinner. I'm like, yeah, I'm downstairs. So it's funny. But she showed up, um, and it was, like, pretty much right away. We just kind of, like, clicked and got along really well. And so it was super enjoyable, and she's hilarious and fun to hang out with and a great musician. So that whole thing was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, no, and what's what's that album called, if anyone wants uh, Frozen to? Fruit. Frozen Fruit. And that's yeah. on streaming everywhere? And Yeah, I think it's everywhere. Awesome. As far as I know. Um, are there any other like recording projects that you're working on soon that you have? Um, not not too much. I'm right now mixing Lachanka's album, which is gonna be sweet. I've like, it's quiet. Their stuff's like a little bit heavier, and like, it's just cool to totally get out of my own genre and like just make stuff sound as good as I can. So I think that'll be a pretty sweet album. Um, and then besides that, like for my solo stuff, I'm just like committing to writing as like many songs as I can. And so 
I've been trying to work up like 30 demos before I go like record it. And so that's the, other, that's the only other like recording stuff I'm doing. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any, are, are any of the other uh, guys from pillow or like that, you know, like working on other projects and stuff that people should know about or. Hmm. What's Mark up to? <laughs> What's Mark up? Mark, I haven't seen Mark Mark just had a baby. Yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah. So Mark is... A, Mark a is project, you could say. Yeah, yeah. A human... They collabed. <laughs> that's such a weird word. <laughs> <laughs> human project. No. Um, yeah, so he's he's busy being the dad. Um, I think Ben and Josiah are pretty busy guys, and Carlos is really busy. He does mm-hmm. a lot of photo stuff and stays really busy doing that. And so... For all five of us together, it's really just pillow. That's kind of like what we're all working towards. Nice. So, yeah. Are there any other like musicians or uh, artists out there that people should look out for work from right now that hmm. you're excited about locally? Hmm. Man, I don't know. I yeah, I really love Cl- what Chloe's doing. I don't know if she has any shows coming up. Um, yeah, Lachanka's cool. Um, man. Not plugged in enough. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, where can people find you online and everything? Yeah, I'm on, like, I have my stuff on Bandcamp and, like, SoundCloud. And, yeah, everything will be on, like, Spotify and Apple Music. And it's pretty easy to get it everywhere these days. So should be everywhere. You're on Instagram and Twitter and stuff? Yeah, Instagram is just, like, danielgum.mp3. And then I'm my SEO is pretty high with the Daniel gum. <laughs> it works yeah. pretty well. Not so too many Daniel gums that. out there. Yeah, not too many. There's a few, but not too many. So many have like friended me on Facebook. It's so weird. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, people can uh, follow at Shuttlecock Mag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, you can get merch at shuttlecockmag.bigcartel.com and view our articles at shuttlecockmusic.com. Um, Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcast and YouTube. And uh, we're also on Spotify now, so make sure you uh, follow Shellcock Podcast on Spotify and leave a review on Apple Podcast or wherever you're watching it. Help us out with that. Uh, but, yeah, I appreciate you being on the show today, Daniel. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. <laughs>